All right, everybody, welcome back to the Kahaleolo Massage Podcast. This is Aaron. This time around, I I guess since I've been at home and, you know, doing a lot of thinking during the social distancing that we've been doing as a society, you know, when we watch the news and we see the number of deaths attributed to COVID-19, fortunately here in Hawaii, we've been able to keep that number relatively low. Generally speaking, for me and most of my friends, we haven't been affected by this situation. In some respects, people are out there protesting. They want their freedoms back. They see the number and that's just what it is. They don't see the people that are actually affected by it. I have friends who are in the medical profession. They're working out in the front lines. They see the situation. They feel it every day. And families who lose their loved ones, right now they can't even you know, say a few last words or comfort them. So that must just be agonizing. It's not just the coronavirus that's killing people. Life continues to move on. You know, just a couple weeks ago, one of my friends texted me and told me that one of her good friends, this guy I know, he has terminal brain cancer. It's inoperable. They just put him into hospice. For me, it was a shock. The guy's in good shape, same age as me. You don't think about the other aspects of life that are happening outside of just the coronavirus. But because of his situation, it's brought up a lot of emotions for me personally that I've shared with my friends and family, as well as some clients, but not on this podcast. So with the Kahale Ola Massage podcast being about all aspects of massage, aspect of being a business owner, being a sole proprietor, being the only massage therapist here right now, and me outside of massage, being an only child, doing this definitely has its challenges. You know, with this podcast, I'm going to try to talk about how death or the loss of a loved one can affect a massage business at each of these levels. And by no means am I saying that this is the best way to do things or this is the only way to do things. This is how I handled it. It's just my perspective. I know there's going to be people out there that are like, you're crazy or or that's weak. With the loss of some of my friends and family, these are the first big losses I've ever had. You know, at that time, you're learning as you go. You know, maybe I can be of some help to people out there that don't understand or have been fortunate to this point to not have those types of losses. That's what I'm trying to do. But again, it's not that this is the answer solution to any problem. It's just my perspective on it. First off, I'm going to talk about like being the business owner. You know, right now you're seeing a lot of people going through very difficult times, closing businesses because of COVID-19. If you're a business owner for any amount of time, you're going to see a lot of different things happen. You know, the passing of a family member can really affect how a business is run if the business is able to withstand that. First off, we all know that massage is super personal and it's hard to just jump back into doing massages. If you're a manager of a massage operation, you have to understand right off the bat that the grieving process is not the same for everybody. So some people might need two weeks, some people might need two days, others might need, you know, six months to a year, or maybe they don't even come back. You just have to understand and be on their timeline. Business aspect-wise, you're under the constraint. If they're an independent contractor, easy. They don't work. You're not paying them. You know, if they're salaried employees, that's another issue altogether. I'm not privy to those types of information. If that's the case, you need to make a decision that's fair to both you and your therapist. But in my case, my dad passed away almost 10 years ago. 
I personally did a massage 24 hours later. As crazy as that sounds, I had to do it. And I have my reasons. And, you know, I'll talk about that later in the podcast. But with my business owner hat on, I felt like I needed to do this to maintain my business. You know, honor my commitments. Don't cancel appointments. You know, that sort of thing. I had a partner at the time. But she was only slowly getting acquainted with the business, so she wasn't able to just tell me, like, hey, take all the time you need. I'll be here to run it. It should be okay. She couldn't do that through no fault of her own. I was the one that did a lot for the business, and I I don't blame her for that at all. A few years after that, my partner actually lost her daughter. I asked her what was her timetable to come back, and she really didn't know. I told her, honestly, you know, take all the time you need. When the time is right, you can come back. I think it took her about four months until she finally got back to do a massage. She was gracious. She tried to keep me in the loop as much as possible. I think that's pretty important in terms of your relationship as an owner with your independent contractors or employees, however you want to handle that. In my case, it was a co-owner. Give them the time they need and they'll tell you when they're ready. They have to also be able to tell you what's going on, how they feel. And that's only fair to you as the as the owner of the business, too. I felt like I could handle it. That's the case with that one. As the massage therapist, the one that's actually doing the massages, you should know in your in your heart what you can and can't do. And you need to know yourself enough to know your limitations. What I think is the most important rule when you're a massage therapist is that when you're on the clock, you have to maintain your professionalism. Initially, I was going to say, like, you need to separate your personal from professional, but that's not the case because people are looking at your personality and your skills when getting a massage. When I mean professionalism, I I mean more like you can't break down and start crying during the massage. You can't get angry at a client for no apparent reason. With tragedy, you know, there, there are manic swings that occur. And those are things you have to be able to relatively control. Like in a previous podcast, I talked about communication and talking with your clients. And when you do have regular clients, you you share your life with them and vice versa. You know, when it comes to a situation like, you know, the passing of your loved one, that's a pretty deep conversation to have. Unless, you know, you've kept them up to date with what's happening, it's hard to lay it on somebody without feeling like you're burdening them. And in all honesty, they're coming to see you to feel better. You don't want to burden them with your own stuff. But once again, like when, when you communicate with your clients, you build connections with them, you learn what they do, you find that, you know, the irony is some people come into your life for a specific reason, and they provide an, an invaluable resource of information or advice. Case in point, when we were admitting my dad into hospice, one of my clients was actually a social worker that placed people into hospice for a living. I would always ask her questions and she would tell me, this is what you need to see and hear from the social worker if you're going to place them, you know, this and that. Sometimes she would get into the topic with me as she's getting the massage and I'm like telling her, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to make you feel better. It's not about me right now. It's about you and your well-being. After we're done with the massage, let's go talk. Let's have coffee. Or is it okay if I call you later and we can discuss this? Because I'm trying to be fair to her. I don't I don't want to burden her when she's trying to get a massage if she's f- physically stressed because of work as well. In addition to that, 
in my years as being a massage therapist, I've also been able to work with patients who were in hospice at the time. Is that one of my one of my real close friends? You know, he was he chose to go off dialysis and he wanted massages periodically as you know as he was in hospice. And when it comes to these situations, you're not trying to address the problem areas or work out the kinks or whatever. I mean. You are, but the the bigger picture is that you're trying to make them comfortable. And in all honesty, part of it is you're just trying to spend time with that person. You know, hospice is not the easiest of situations to see somebody in. And, And in truth, at times, hospice is almost like a mirage. You might see them doing well, but they're in hospice for a reason. As it progresses, they they will slowly and inevitably deteriorate, and that's hard to watch at times. And for you, the therapist coming in, sometimes they'll lay stuff on you that you are not expecting. They're going to ask you these existential questions about what is life and what is death like, and I mean, I don't know. And I just remember one time my friend... He looked at me dead in the eyes. I, it was his heart rate was going up or something, something crazy. He just looked me dead in the eyes and he's like, am I going to die? And I didn't know what to say because what are you going to say? If it's happening, I can't stop it. And at that point, I don't know if I was really prepared to be there. But I think as a friend, I was there just as somebody to listen to him because they're going to tell you all sorts of regrets they might have, things they wished, their family members and After each of these sessions, as the therapist, you you need to really ground yourself, you know, say a prayer, take a shower, take a little bit of time between your next client. I don't know if it's compartmentalize or process it, whatever you want to call it. You don't want to carry that grief or that juju into your next appointment because, you know, we talk about energy energetically people can feel that too you just want to be carrying on that sadness to other people give it back to the universe whatever you want to call it when i was dealing with one of one of the patients in hospice the only thing i could do after the appointment was just go to watch a movie get out of my head for two hours and just quiet time by myself nobody knew where i was i just went to go watch a movie and i think that helped for me to just process things out so as a person you know, when it all boils down to it, I'm a co-owner, I'm a massage therapist, member manager. But in all honesty, I'm just an only child and an introvert to boot. I tend to internalize a lot of things. I try to process it as well as I could. And then once I get to a certain point, I just let it go. Sometimes letting it go is good. Sometimes letting go is not so good. When it was coming to like issues post-grief for me, I don't think I was that, that good handling the situation. You know, grief doesn't just go away. It may change over time, but sometimes if you don't address it, it just sits there. When both my my friend and my dad were in hospice at separate times, I would go to try to see them every day, bring them what they wanted, say all the things I needed to say to them, essentially just stay in the moment with them because you didn't know if you would get to see them the next day or not. Just spend as much one-on-one time with them as possible. Part of me felt the need to stay strong in front of both my dad and my friend. I did as best as I could. To that end, I think outside of those situations, I kind of started becoming all over the place, especially at work, since work was the other thing that occupied my time. After my dad died, I didn't go to counseling or anything like that. And 
Like I said, I did the massage 24 hours after he passed away. In my head, I had to do it. But you're asking, you know, was it too soon? I don't know. The reason why I did it was the fact that... So I went in. I did the massage. I asked the lady... You know, she had been there a couple times, how the massage was, how did you feel, was there anything different? She said no, and then I proceeded to tell her that my dad passed away the day before. And what was heartening to me was that she didn't feel energetically that I was any different than what I was prior to the massage. It was the fact if I didn't do a massage one day later, one week, one month, or even a year, whatever that next massage was would become the first massage after. If I had sucked during the massage or I broke down during the massage, okay, I can't do it. I need to really take time and really rebuild myself. But because she said it was the same as before, I knew I could do it. You know, ultimately I did take a couple days off to be with my my family and all that. I was confident in the fact that I could still do massages and do my job. And I think part of it was the fact that like in my head I hear my dad like, why are you at home? Do what you got to do. You know, honor your commitments. Do your job. I felt like I I honored him by going to work that next day. It hasn't been the smoothest of sailings since my, my friend died, my dad died, my grandparents, my dog. Some days are a lot harder than others. And your expectations by clients is that you cater to them because, quote unquote, you're in the service industry. You got to put on that happy face. You got to suck it up. They don't really care what's going on, and it's true. I'm sure some of you guys have checked out my Yelp page. I've been called unfriendly. I've been called an asshole. And part of it is some of those days they caught me were not good days, but they don't care because they're strangers. I'm not going to care to tell them either. I don't need sympathy from them. The only sympathy or appreciation I need is from my friends and family. That kind of sounds messed up, but it's true. You know, you're not going to open up to a stranger just to get them to not write you a mean letter on Yelp. They might have just wrote it anyway, and they're like, we don't care if your so-and-so died. You know, they're not ever going to write that because they don't want to sound like the, the dick, but, you know, so be it. The clients that came in after that shared their condolences with me, you know, gave me a hug after. I mean, I'm always appreciative for those things. They understood me. They knew that there was going to be some mood swings and emotions that are just bubbling at the surface, and I appreciate that. When it comes to this topic, it's always hard to talk about, and I'm not sure if other massage therapists talk about it, but I mean, I I definitely felt that it was important, especially now, you know. So if you guys have time, give a little shout, thoughts and prayers to my, my friend out there. Don't take people for granted at this point. And yeah, I think that's all I got for this time around. Definitely a heavy topic and probably longer than... Most of the other podcasts I've done, but I feel like I needed to needed to do it. If you guys got any questions, hit me up, kahaleolamassage at gmail.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you heard it from. And hopefully you guys are all staying safe out there. And I'll talk to you guys later.